Welcome to the Level Up Your Life podcast with Erica Dale, where you will get real and relevant information to help you grow your network marketing business and level up your life. Hey, hey, guys, welcome back to another episode. We are on episode three, new beginnings, new beginnings for the Level Up Your Life podcast. And today we have a featured guest, um, someone near and dear to my heart, a amazing friend, an amazing mentor, uh, Rachel Pekarik, who I have known for just over eight years. We are in a prior company together. We're in a current company together. Um, and she is one person that if, if you ask me, gun to my head, who is someone that has impacted you the most inside of network marketing, it would be her. So um, I'm honored to have her on today's podcast. This is part two. We actually did part one over on her platform. So make sure you go over and catch that. If you have not heard that conversation, that's the soul CEO podcast. Um, and that's going to be part one of this conversation. So make sure you subscribe to her incredible value, incredible content. I listen every morning at the gym. I get every new episode. I don't miss anything. So make sure you do the same. But Rachel uh, has just created something incredible inside of the network marketing space. She leads with love. In fact, um, as a co-founder of our team, Team Heart, one of the mottos is everyone matters, everything matters. And that's truly what we, we really have made our culture. So Rachel is going to really hop in here with us today and just Ooh. talk about the long-term vision of network marketing. She's been in the space for over 10 years. Um, 14 now. Oh. 14. oh my gosh. She started when she was like 12. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but she's just created, you know, a new life and she comes from those, what I like to call humble beginnings. Um, her story is remarkable. So I'm going to let her share that with us first and foremost, before we get started. Yeah, Erica, thank you so much. I love you and your husband and you guys having a phenomenal podcast together. It's so cool to see you now branching out um, as a six-figure network marketer. Um, it's an honor to be here. And guys, if you're following Erica, just double down, Get make sure you're following her on Instagram, on, on, on you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, subscribe, <laughs> five stars. All she the is things. All the things, tap, smash those buttons. I just love her to pieces, but it's a really honor to be here. Um, my background did start when I was 12. No, I was 21 as a college dropout and a friend dragged me down to a network marketing meeting. And at the time I was working in retail. I was commuting two and a half hours a day for a bipolar boss working about 60 hours a week. And I was miserable. Um, like most people freshly, I, I was a college dropout, um, you know, without a lot of experience, I had too much month at the end of the money. So I was really looking for a change. And at first I was very much a very huge skeptic of network marketing. I was, I would, would probably be called the hater spouse. <laughs> um, I, I didn't think, I thought it was weird. I thought it was awkward. I thought it was intrusive. Um, I, I just didn't feel comfortable with the concept, but then at a meeting, which is a great uh, feedback guys, if your spouse is hating on it, just bring them to a meeting because then I saw the vision. I saw the three by three by three by three by three leveraged income. And I was like, by the end of the meeting, I'm like, sign me up. And I got started. I'd love to say that I was a, a raving success story, but no, I fell flat on my face. I, I made a list. I followed a getting started training and I signed up absolutely zero zilch, nada, zero people inside of my first 30 days. 
Uh, but thankfully, uh, my mentor thought enough of me to shove a bunch of books and tapes down my throat. In fact, his actual words were, you're very bad at this. I'm never sure. I think he said, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody so bad at this. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, uh, don't hold back. Just tell me how you really feel. And I started literally binge listening to prospecting calls. Um, this was back in the day with CDs and CD-ROMs. And I, I'd thrown these CDs. I, I bought, you know, maybe a thousand dollars in different books and personal developments. And I, I would, I would literally brainwash myself every single day on the way to work and back two and a half hours with stories of success in network marketing. And I thought, you know what, these people are not any different than me. I just might be slow. I'm, I'm a little dumb, but I'm going to figure it out. And at the time at 21, I was like, I'm going to give this 18 months, hell or high water. I'm going to make it work. And guys, you know, at 18 months, or 21 years old, 18 months is a very long time. <laughs> it's like a large part of your life. And, uh, and I did, thankfully, uh, the next, my second month, I did end up selling 12 kits in that business. Um, so I was able to replace my income in retail. And then I kind of sat at that level of income for about four and a half years until, until about 2011 that I, I partnered with my true passion, which is health and wellness. And so for the last decade, I've led a team now to about 100 and over 150 million in revenue. Uh, what that means, guys, is about you know 75 million uh, tacos have been paid out. If you guys know the taco, haha, <laughs> <laughs> FTC disclaimer. Like tacos. Uh, 75 million dollars plus in, in tacos <laughs> have been uh, paid out to our team. That means to a couple thousand families, just like you and and me and every one of your listeners, um, for people that are sharing um, a health journey and a transformation. And it's been a, a truly a unique decade of growing up in this industry. Um, and although the success has been extraordinary, uh, well over six and a half million tacos made, uh, it's the person that I have become and the impact we've been able to make and being able to build orphanages around the world, feed kids every single day. Uh, we've uh, been able to help free over 150 children out of sex trafficking and rehabilitate them. Um, which is truly my, my passion um, to save the children and uh, travel all over the world. 10 years ago, I couldn't even afford a passport. You and I both love, love travel. It's our love language. And I went from not being able to afford a passport to uh, visiting 22 different countries. I've actually lived um, in two different countries outside of America as well. Building this business, it's been, it's been a riot. So yeah, that's a little bit about my story. I love it. I love it. One of my favorite quotes is, you know, you don't make a million dollars to make a million dollars. You make a million dollars to become the person it takes to make a million dollars. And I, I, I see you and I see, you know, everything that you encompass and that's truly the case in this, right? The, the person that you've become. So I love that you said that. Um, you mentioned 18 months. So how, I love that you had that, that mindset at 21, because I don't think 40 and 50 and 60 year olds have that mindset, especially inside of this space. They think that it's going to be 30 days or, you know, six months at the longest, and they're just going to have this wild success. How, how do you create long-term vision? What would you say to the listeners that maybe are in that space right now? Um, well, part of it is just, it is having expectations. So you guys remember your first job? Uh, whether it would be a waitress. I remember my first job, um, one of my first jobs was waiting tables. 
And I'd had a lot of other little things like babysitting. I worked for my mom as a realtor. So she hired me. I was like 11 years old and I'd answer phone calls. <laughs> Hi, welcome. You know, thanks for calling Better Homes and Garden Real Estate. This is Rachel. How can I help you? Um, and I was doing her taxes, like QuickBooks at like 11 years old. Um, and I'd like do work with like her secretary and things like that. But my first real job, uh, real job was as a waitress. And if you guys have ever had a, a, your first job, you remember that you didn't know squat and you're probably really bad. And I remember there was times where this old crotchety woman, it was a diner, you know, truckers would come in and there was this old crotchety woman. She must've been like 140 years old. And she ordered the same thing every single day. And everyone was terrified of her. Cause she like, she must've been 89 pounds dripping wet, but she had this vileness about her. You didn't want to mess it up. And the first time I ever had to wait on her, I served her cold coffee. <laughs> and I literally wanted to go back in the, in the weight room, in the break room and just ball my eyes out. So we start anything and we're terrible at it. We're absolutely awful. And then over time, you know, it might be a couple of weeks, might be a couple of months. Um, I know that, uh, my, one of my sister-in-laws just became a nurse and, um, she started in home healthcare. And in the beginning they had you shadow. They had you just watch. You just kind of attended other appointments. And so you're not going to be good. You're not going to know it all. You're not going to master anything. Um, psychology will show that to master anything, you got to put about 10,000 hours in. So on a, you know, a fairly decent investment, that's about five years in network marketing. So why do you think we're going to get it in five days? I know network marketing says it's like one year to make a profit, three years to go, you know, full time, five years to make six figures and seven years to become world class. And I just, you know, even thinking about the amount of schooling, you have your bachelor's, your master's now PhD to become world class in anything. It's going to require a lot of education, a lot of failing, a lot of on the job training, OJT. And in this business was so fantastic about network marketing. You're going to learn while you earn. So have the right expectations that you're going to suck. You're going to be in Sucksville. You're going to skin your knees. You're going to, you know, word vomit on people. This is why we start with our warm market because they have grace with us. <laughs> a stranger, like there's no grace there at all. So this is why we start with like our auntie and our uncle and grandma because they're like the easy sales. Like your best friend doesn't care if you have marbles in your mouth the first time you're prospecting. They're like, why are you talking so weird? And they're like, I'm reading a script, you know, <laughs> but you get, you get that, those, those first, um, the first rough conversations out. And then also network marketing is a, a very interesting, um, just kind of side note, it's an interesting industry that demands high level of personal growth. Mm. It's one of the few industries that actually requires it almost like a weight on your back. And the weight is so heavy, especially in leadership, that it demands you to become better. Now, I wouldn't say, Erica, even though I had a long-term commitment, 18 months, hell or high water, it's because I saw success stories. Yeah. I saw guys on stage that were making $30,000 a month. They were twice my age and not a hair on their head. These bald-headed old guys that were making 30 grand a month. And I was like, and maybe it was arrogance. And maybe it was uh, also a little bit, uh, I was dumb. I was like, well, I mean, clearly, if I, if I just do what they say, uh, certainly I'm going to be making, like, even if I made one-tenth of what they made. All I needed was three grand a month and I could quit my job. So I got started on a failure equation because I had models. So who are you modeling? Who do you see as vision? You know, sometimes for your new distributors, you need to just show them an example. This is your Roger Bannister. This is the model. This is who you can follow. This is who you can emulate. If you step in there, if you walk in their footsteps, you know that you're not going to crash and burn. Um, and so that, that might be something to kind of consider. But I didn't have altruistic intentions in the beginning. Erica, you made a brief mention just minutes ago that you saw like, 
you know, like it's the, the impact that I make and, you know, kind of like the servitude. No, 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 no. That wasn't me in the beginning. I wanted to put food on the table. I wanted to be out of debt. I wanted to not be, um, you know, being in the grocery line at the cashier at Kroger and having to put groceries back because I was that poor, right? I was po. <laughs> I couldn't even afford the OR. I was poor. And so like when I was so po, there was no altruistic about making a difference and impacting people's lives. I'm like, no, I am broke and I'm sick of being destitute every single month. So guys, we only take action because of either devastation or inspiration. So inspiration was the bald headed guys that were making 30 grand a month, but it was devastation. The fact that I was so sick and tired of being impoverished and, 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 and paying uh, and working my butt off just to pay bills. I didn't want to do that cycle till I died. So I was desperate to make a change and I was inspired by examples in front of me. Yeah. I love that. I think that a lot of people, we all want to help people. Like we're, we're helpers by nature. And I love that. But if you can't help yourself, you can't help other people. And so I get people that, that get started in network marketing and well, I just want to impact the world. Well, you got to impact your, your home. You got to impact your kids. You got to impact you before you can really go out and truly start to make a dent in the world. Um, and I think that a lot of times we fall short of that and then we quit. We just quit because we're not seeing that big picture thinking and we're not seeing that come to fruition right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's to have the right expectations that commit to this process, commit to learning, commit to growing, commit to being a professional. You know, there's enough amateurs in not only in net, in life, but in network marketing, for, you know, especially there's a lot of people that come in with a lottery mentality. So I love Eric Worre. The concept of going pro is you cannot come in here just to dabble. I mean, you can. But you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. Treat it like a business. It'll pay you like a business. Treat it like a hobby. It'll cost you like a hobby. Yeah, that's that's so good and so huge. Um, so we talked a lot about just growing ourselves, you know, personal development. Um, you guys are listening to a podcast right now. So you're obviously soaking up personal yeah. development. So kudos to you. What, um, I, and I know what you're going to answer. So I'm going to have a follow-up question, but what would be your favorite book for personal development? <laughs> um, the Bible. I knew it. So it's the greatest success book ever written. Uh, the older that I get, I, I believe the more, it's, it's the only book that uh, does not come back void. Um, it's, the, it's a book that is living, it's breathing, and that's weird to think of if you're not a believer as a Christian, but I promise you, I will let you know that it is the most plagiarized book. book. It is the one that is ripped off uh, in personal development. You want to look at things, um, it's been bastardized to heck in the new age movement, uh, like the law of attraction. Uh, was basically taken from like the book of Matthew and, and the law of reaping and sowing. And uh, unfortunately, um, these there's a lot of gurus out there, a lot of teachers, prosperity teachers that will take the holy text that is so full of life and so full of truth. And they take what's good out of it, but they take it out of concept. And then people are led astray that all they can do is sit at home, say I am statements, make a vision board and pray for abundance when that's not that's not at all what it is. It's the Bible in its full context. You know, we, we know about reaping and sowing. We know 
you know, ask and it shall be given to you, right? You know, knock and the door shall open. But at the same time, we can go to Proverbs and see that it is not, it's not good to be slothful. It's not good to be lazy, that we need to have working hands, right? So we see all this diligence and excellence and hard work. So it's the whole thing in context. If you want better relationships, read the Bible. If you want to be a better human, read the Bible. If you want more money, read the Bible. The Bible talks about money more than any other subject talks about money more than any other subject. If you want to get over fear, if you want inner peace, if you're looking to get over depression, anxiety, you will be loosed of that bondage from the Bible. Now, I do have other great personal development books, and I think that they're relevant. Like there's there's a few authors that I think that are awesome, and they may or may not be Christians or believers, and I still can get some value there. I like to read it. I like to know what my team is reading. Um, like for instance, I, I just read Atomic Habits. It's a very simple goal setting book. It's a way to change yourself and date to change what you in order to change your life, you need to change what you do daily. It's by James Clear, Atomic Habits. It's just it's a must read for anybody that's like, listen, I am super undisciplined. This will help you become a disciplined person. Um, there's great oldies books by like Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar, like Jim Rohn, How to Lead an Inspiring Life. Um, Zig Ziglar, See You at the Top. Um, there's great books, anything written by John C. Maxwell. Holy moly, the, the number one leadership guru in the world. And I love John because he did come from a pastoral background. So there's nothing that I see that is too, you know, there's a, no blatant heresy or anything like that. I love the fact that he is able to, take scriptural truth and into a secular vision. Um, so I do have a lot of great books. You're looking at my, you know, we're on a Zoom right now. You can see behind me, I have hundreds and hundreds of books. I probably read um, maybe two to three books a month. I'm a voracious reader. Um, but I would say the Bible, it's the one thing I can read every single day. And you know what's so crazy? I'm on my seventh time reading the Bible, uh, start to finish. And I get to a chapter and I get to a book. There's 66 books in the Bible. And I've read it before and it's like, I've never read it. Mm. I don't know any other book like that. Yeah. I don't know any other book. I've read how to win friends and influence people a million times. And it's like, yep, yep, yep. I read it. It's good. But then all of a sudden I'm like, I hit Daniel. I hit Daniel this fall. And I was like, oh no, I swear I never read this before because <laughs> in the Bible and it says that, that, that the Holy Spirit will bring mysteries to clarity. They'll bring like God's mysteries will be revealed to you. So even if you're not a Christian, I have a girlfriend that um, was not a Christian and she started reading the Bible because of a, a mentor, her life coach um, started to read the Bible and she said, Hey, you know, here's mine. So she gave her her Bible and uh, she started reading it and her whole world since April of last year has transformed. And, um, and she is now uh, the, the mother that she is, the wife that she is, the network marketer that she is, the peace that she has, the clarity that she has, um, especially during these trying times of pandemics and fear and COVID and all that sort of stuff. And it's my favorite. Can you tell? I love it. I love it. And I, I agree with you completely. And you guys, one thing that Rachel does in her podcast is she links a lot of business, you know, and, and just life tips directly to Bible verses. And, you know, if, if you're not a believer that, you know, think of it as a history book, because at the end of the day, it is even the, the great historians will agree to that. They will not refute that. No, so it's one of the most historically accurate texts about yes. politics, about societies, about um, archaeological interests. I mean, th these are real living people that lived. There's um, phenomenal examples, um, even studying Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, regardless of if you view him as your Lord and Savior, except that he is the greatest example of leadership on the planet. And you can study him to be like, 
holy moly, you want to be an incredible leader, study Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, so we'll wrap up at, at this, but I know, you know, Rachel did an incredible talk, um, a couple years ago from stage, it was breakdown or breakthrough. And, you know, in it, you talked about some crazy hurdles that you had gone through, not just in the last year, but that year was probably the most trying time of your life, but over the course of your 35 years of life at the time, um, kind of just bring us to head on that. Some, some of the hurdles you went through, how you pushed through them, and then maybe provide just one or two tips if someone's dealing with some breakdowns in their life, what they can do. Yeah. We all have a story. And I hope that we can connect um, uh, in, in uh, over on the Soul CEO podcast and talk over there. And I hope we get a chance to maybe meet someday in person or talk on social media. I'd love to hear your story of you guys that are listening. It's one of my favorite questions to ask, like, what's your story? Yeah. Um, we all have a story. And I, I, um, I had a great average childhood. Um, I, I went through some pretty horrific stuff. Like we all do. I, you know, I, I went through abuse. I went through betrayal. I almost died at the age of 15 from a disease called ulcerative colitis. I had about 36 surgeries, 40 now, but 36 non-elective surgeries. Um, in my life, I'm talking like major operations. Um, I think I've coded four times on the table or nearly died four times, um, within, within hours of my life. And so, and that was mostly before the age of 18, by the way, between 15 and 18, but in 2017 started a remarkable season in my life, which started with my stepdad diagnosed with dementia. A few months later, my dog that I had had for 10, 11 years died. So my sole dog, a month later, I found out after years of trying to get pregnant with my first husband, I was infertile. A few months after that, I, uh, during, um, uh, we started infertility treatments. I had a life-threatening complication. A few months after that, I developed a ovarian cyst the size of a grapefruit on my right ovary that required a life-threatening surgery because of my previous operations, right? It's very complicated in my gut. And in that process of waiting for two surgeons to connect on schedules to get that very, very threatening surgery done, um, to remove the cyst, my first marriage collapsed. So I entered into a seven figure divorce and mediation. Um, and my, by the way, then getting into this operation, not knowing what was going to happen going into it and then being bedridden for seven weeks, recovering from that, that all happened in about 18 months. And I remember at the time, you know, you can look back and realize that a lot of what I had done before served me then. And the concept is digging your well before you're thirsty. We use it often in the, in the, uh, the terms of financial. And boy, did that really come into point. Meaning, Erica, I had built a team. I had built systems. I had developed leaders. I'd foster culture so well that I could take about four and a half months off. Mm -hmm. So in the four and a half months that I was divorcing, mediating, recovering from surgery, et cetera, my business grew actually $250,000 a month. My income exploded during that time. It makes me laugh. I'm like, maybe I should take more sabbaticals. I'm like, holy moly, that was like a really good time, right? <laughs> um, and I, I was like 12 years at, at that time in the industry. And I was like, I worked network marketing for 12 years. This is the first time network marketing worked for me. But digging your well before you're thirsty also means if you, whatever you are willing to put in now, you're going to need later. And you think about that in weight training, you are, if you, if you keep fit, if you keep, uh, you know, your muscles toned, if you keep your cardiovascular, uh, system healthy, there might be a time 
there might be an actual literal time where you need your health, where you need your fitness, you need to crawl, you need to climb, you need to lift something in, 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 in an effort of, of heroicness, right? But also spiritually, because I had done so much of what I called like the daily spiritual practices of, of, of walking and communing with God, there was that time where my faith by, the, by grace was never shaken. And there was wonderful comments that I got um, and a lot of it afterwards. And they said, you was so inspiring to watch you in your pit because you never wavered. Mm -hmm. Now, none of that was with me. I can do nothing apart from Christ. But because I had taken a step, uh, depending on if you're Arminian or Calvinist, but I'd taken the step to commune with God daily because I'd studied his word. I knew the promises I knew what God had for me. I knew Romans 8, 28, that all things, as we know, all things work out for good. It, it, it's the first few words in that phrase, Romans 8, 28, as we know, it's not as we think, as we hope, as we pray, as we know, all things work out for good. So if you guys are in a pit right now and you're, you're a believer, dig in, dig in, dig in to know, dig into his promises. I, I call a, a lot of my coaching clients. I say, take your spiritual vitamins. There are times where I've, I've hit massive, you know, moments of anxiety or insecurities or frustrations, and I just go straight to the word. I find, I use Google. I find every single scripture about fear, every single scripture about loss, every single scripture about trial, every single scripture about anxiety, and every single scripture about worry. And I write them down. I have all these markers and color-coded things and highlighters, and I have like a beautiful little notebook, and I can just sit there, and there's something about writing it and reading it and then saying it out loud and then praying those things. And it's so funny, Erica, because it didn't matter how many people I talked to, you know, I didn't call you to blab about it yeah. because I found that talking to people, gossip, not even gossiping, but like airing out, I never actually really felt better, but taking those spiritual vitamins, that's when I was tr transformed. Mm -hmm. So dig your well before you're thirsty, because at the end of the day, life will hit you. Life's going to hit you across the face. And if you do the work now, you'll be more prepared later. You do the work financially, you do, you know, which is why you save, have six to nine months of savings. You do the work emotionally, which is why you invest in personal development. You do the work spiritually, which is why you're communing with your maker every single day. Um, you do the things physically, which is why you eat well, so that you know when you get sick, you get a virus, and something happens that you can recover faster. Um, wouldn't that be a wonderful way to look at life? Dig your well before you're thirsty. I love that in all areas. That's what it's truly about. So, so good. So wise um, guys, make sure you go and connect with Rachel, go follow, go subscribe to her podcast, connect with her on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, hopefully comes back soon, <laughs> LinkedIn, YouTube, all of the above, but you are, are definitely going to be grateful for the content that she puts out, the, the tips and tricks that she provides and just how to, you know, create the life that you were designed to live and, and to go out and step into that greatness. So thank you, Rachel, so much. We, wish, we appreciate yeah. you. We love you. Um, can't wait to spend a few days with you very, very soon. So thank you guys for listening. As always, if you would give a five-star review, go and smash that subscribe button so we can stay connected and you never miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Level Up Your Life with Erica Dale. If you're loving this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you never miss any episodes. And of course, your five-star reviews are much appreciated. 
Be sure to check out whoisericadale.com for more free content and tips to help level you up.